The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, of the destruction of the United States Constitution, the death of everything that we love from our social, cultural institutions to our political infrastructure to our way of life as Americans. As American, you know, that that term right there, American, should mean a lot more to you right now. If there's ever been a point in time in history to where you reflect back on what it means to be an American, now is that time. Because you know what? Things are getting crazy. They're only going to get crazier. Me and Vince were just talking about the 750-point climb of the Dow today. And I said, yep, teeter-totter to totalitarianism. And he goes, yeah, that's right. And I said, yeah, it's going to go up a little bit and then come crashing down. 
then see what they're doing is they're pumping it up just a little bit before the announcement from the Federal Reserve Chairman on the 27th. You have to understand yeah. what they're doing. Is they're going to pump it up a little bit. People are like, oh, my God, I got to put my money back in the stock market. Oh, I'm going to put my <laughs> money in. And then when they put their money in, you're going to probably have like a 2,000-point drop when they announce a 1.2 or 1.5% interest rate hike on the 27th. <clears throat> and just wait. GDP numbers are coming out, too. I wouldn't be surprised there. if they, they pump it up, GDP comes out, and they steal everyone's money. That's and it. just keep riding their same lie. That's right, GDP. And I guarantee GDP is going to be like a negative 1.9, <laughs> negative 1.2 or something of that nature. It's going to be catastrophic. But, oh, man. You know, this is what we do here, guys, is we, we, we keep this narrative flowing. We're showing you exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it. And it's crazy that last night we talked about that HR bill that uh, gives Biden some secret powers. Because in then Directive 51 and all this stuff, because we're going to, I like, I, I didn't plan that. But all of a sudden today, we see some news pertaining to this. So we're going to talk about that's that. Not, that's we, not the only one, dude. No. This happens all the time. There's another one I noticed oh, that we talked about just we'll yesterday. But um, tonight we have the Red Pill Project After Dark Chat. This is open to any of the socialredpill.com members. You just have to be a member of the socialredpill.com, and you can get in on that. That is myself, Vinci over here, um, and we'll be on there. All right, how about that? I got to talk into the mic. My mic, my mic volume is showing perfectly fine. Weird. Sorry about that. I don't know if uh, if that's the case. I, I don't know what to tell you. Oh well, maybe I don't know. That's that's one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm there all the way on my mic volume. So uh, not much I can do. That I had a new audio system. Why is Josh so quiet? Better. Okay, that's glad. I'm glad it's better. All right. Oh, okay. Let me move over a little bit. Let me get in front of this mic. We can just talk right here. All right. Let me actually let me go in my my settings. And so we have the after dark. Oh, that's not the setting I want. We have the after dark chat tonight. Um, that is um, at nine p.m. Mountain Standard Time, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and hold on, let me go here. I want to do this. I want to bump, 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 bump. So my audio should be increasing drastically. Okay. L- let me get a five, five now, if that's a lot better guys. Um, but anyway, so we have the after dark chat tonight, um, after the after, well, during this show today, we have the battle of the streams. The battle of the streams is between D live pilled. Um, D-Live, Pilled, and Rumble. And much appreciated to everybody that helps and supports yeah. the Red Pill Project. Uh, and yeah, Pilled got media. it. Pilled got it yesterday. Yeah, they did. Um, and much appreciated for all of you guys to help support us. If you guys want to support us in other ways and means, we have subscriptions on the socialredpill.com. As well, you can go to redpills.tv slash go. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. Redpills.tv slash go. It's our Give, Send, Go campaign. As well as we have uh, crypto, if you guys want to send us crypto, which is actually bumping up right now, but don't get too soft in that. It is a false breakout. It is going to come crashing down probably in the next five days. Um, yeah, I, I we're just going to have to go with the audio the way it is, guys. Sorry. Um, until I can get my new bike set up. 
And uh, crypto, if you want to go ahead and send crypto, that's redpills.tv slash send crypto. It's another way to help support everything that we do here. Or just check out our sponsors. You can find a list of them on redpills.tv. Please make sure you are subscribed to that. Um, your mic level works perfectly when you do... My, my, my mic level works perfectly when I do my Alex Jones impersonation. You know, turning the, turn the frogs gay over there. They're killing the cats. Turn the frogs gay. <laughs> All right. So, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. He's one right day, about so much. One day, I'll be on Alex Jones' show. One day, uh, you know, uh, one day I'll be hosting Alex Jones' show. Watch. Hmm? Watch, watch. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. One day <laughs> I'm going to be on InfoWars, and you guys going to be like, I fucking know that guy. And be like, yeah, that's me. Maybe, dude. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get started here. Last week, Howard Schultz, who is the CEO of Starbucks, had an internal meeting with his executive team, and the video was released. I don't know if it was leaked or what, but it ended up online. Here's what he said. This is kind of instructive. Listen to this. I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe. Uh, But you all read the press release the last couple of days about the fact that we are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. But we're closing stores as a result of the co-creation sessions that we've had, almost 60 now, 25 in the SSC and the rest in the field. We had one yesterday in San Antonio. But in all of those sessions, uh, it has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. And then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms. The issue of mental illness, the issues of homelessness, and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community, and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. Couple things there from what he says. First of all, you know, he says America, America is unsafe. America's unsafe, but you notice he, Starbucks is not leaving America. They're just leaving certain places in America. They're leaving Seattle and Portland and Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. And he chalks that up to America has become unsafe. It's not. You know, this is not an America problem. There are certain areas in America which are extremely unsafe, and which I certainly wouldn't be starting any businesses and I wouldn't be moving to them. But that's not America as a whole, because non-urban areas that are not run by Democrats have not seen crime spike at all. Where I am right now, it's a small town America, far away from the nearest big city, and uh, people still leave their doors unlocked at night when they go to sleep. Nobody worries about it. People leave their keys in their car, you know? You can go to the local convenience store and the cashier isn't hiding behind bulletproof glass. And yet that's what happens around here and in, and, and in many areas in, 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 in this country. Last week. All right. So Howard Schultz caught on hidden camera there talking about shutting down multiple Starbucks show, stores and many more are to come. Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago. Do, do, do those cities like ring a bell in the sense of the political yeah. structure? They're all Democratic cities. They're all Democratic cities that reduced their police force, reduced police funding, and wanted to bring in sociologists to go on police calls to 
mitigate situations of crime. Um, yeah, but obviously these store owners understand, and that's why they're pulling out, even the most liberal of them. Sad, dude. Just the beginning. Well, listen, it's not a loss to any city that Starbucks is fucking pulling out. Their coffee is absolutely garbage. Um, you know, it's... the only thing good there is nothing. <laughs> yeah, but living in a shitty communist state, it affects all businesses. You it, know? it does. Um, so, like he said, he doesn't want to open up a business here or anywhere, for that matter, that has these issues. And that affects the whole state uh, agreed agreed yeah. and, and we're going to probably see a lot more of that and and just think about this and you remember the fiasco um of netflix and their users um when russia invaded ukraine netflix came out to protest this and they lost three million subscribers in the beginning of the first quarter of this year you remember this yeah. it yeah, hasn't stopped it started with cuties well, yeah, it started with cuties. Netflix has shed 1 million users in quarter two. Why one analyst says, that's still good news. Well, that analyst is a fucking moron. I'm an imbecile. That's good news because, you know, that just means that the, the bandwidth is going to be decreased. They can, they can save on their digital infrastructure. And they can stream a lot faster to people who are actually paying customers who love them. Yeah, and it could be way worse. That's why it's so good. Yeah, but it could be way, way worse. How about first quarter? It's like 3.5 million. Second quarter, about a million. Hmm, I bet you third quarter, if they keep up with this liberal agenda, is going to be a doozy. Especially after the economy gets worse. Yeah. Well, speaking of the economy, U.S. home builders abandoned single-family housing in June as they brace for rate shock. Um We've been saying this. We, we've been talking about this. Uh, and this is home builders going out there and no longer building. So if you remember 2007 into 2008 and you had abandoned home building sites, like home builders would build like a quarter of a neighborhood, none of the houses would sell, and they just left it there. This mm-hmm. is kind of where we're moving towards right now. Um, yeah. Basically, interest rates are so high right now to buy a mortgage that think about this if you're going to pay like 5.8% on a um, a 5 year car loan or a 3 or 4 year personal loan that's not that bad right but if you're doing it on a 30 year mortgage okay the problem with that is that mortgage that interest is paid up the first 10 years of your payback on your mortgage. So most people don't realize is that there's a, um, a, a cross analysis between your premium, your interest payment, and then your escrow balances. And your premium starts off incredibly small, like 200 bucks on a $2,000 a month mortgage, which means that $1,800 of that is going to the interest. The interest always gets paid off first. And so if you're paying 5.8%, right, and you're like, well, I'll just refinance, you know, down the road. Good luck with that. You refinancing five or six years down the road, go ahead and try to calculate the interest that you paid at that 6% rate already. It's massive. And then you're just going to basically, you know, you, 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 that's a loss. 
you're better off just renting for four or five years until those interest rates come down and they will rebound. I was talking to a banker the other day and no offense to her. She's probably a, a nice lady, but absolutely clueless. And she goes, well, you know, it'll be about six to eight months and interest rates will begin to come back down. <laughs> and I said, where are you getting your news from? And she goes, well, that's what all the, uh, the top economics, uh, economicists and analysts are saying. And I'm like, who are they? I would love to meet them. And I explained to her inflation and I explained to her what the Federal Reserve is doing. And she goes, well, you know, that's just uh, not how I see it. And I'm like, well, that's how the math sees it. <laughs> like if two plus two equals four and you're sitting there going, no, two plus two is one and a half. And I'm sitting there going, your math is fucked. She goes, well, that's just not how I see it. Well, then I think you got some issues. And yeah, for if you're buying a mortgage right now, I, I wish you the best of luck. There's, you know, and that's a sad, scary thing that that you can't negotiate that interest rate down dependent upon good credit or double payments or any of these things, right? Like, yeah, you know, and I wish I wish homeowners like that were looking to buy a house or something like that had access to private capital, and you know, that's a great, that's actually a great idea. But you usually with private capital, like loans, it exists. I could go. <laughs> I could go get a lot of money, but I'm going to be paying a lot of interest and working with, well, you know, millionaires or whatever, but still. There, there's also this other perspective, right? And so there's tons of companies out there right now that basically I can go and get a um, 30% loan on my house. I never have to pay any payments. There's absolutely zero interest. They take 17% of the equity that I have in my house. And if I gain equity before I pay it back, then I owe them 40% of that equity. If I lose equity, they take part in the loss. Um, and I'm pretty sure that private uh, companies right now are probably looking into that in the sense that, hey, look, if, if homeowners need private equity, why don't we come in there? We give them the, the four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars to go out there and buy that house. We take forty percent of it off the top, right? They got a home and we own forty percent of that home and they never have to pay it back, but when they do sell it in thirty years, we we just take a part of that equity. And I'm pretty sure yeah. that that's gonna be happening as well because you know, Oh yeah. Private that's... equity is the way to go with this. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of that happening after 2008 as well. And uh, yep. it looks like we're going to see a replay of what's happening there. Uh, <laughs> that, that article that you pulled up a second ago saying single family homes are decreasing. You know, people aren't getting the permits to build them as much as they were. Well, guess what is increasing? It's multifamily units. Hmm. Wait, well, didn't that have something to do with Joe Biden's infrastructure bill brought to you exclusively by the Red Pill Project when we called it out for what it actually was? That they put a little, little thing in that bill that said, hey, counties are too fucking racist. They need to adhere to ESG and DEI standardization. And you know what? Rural neighborhoods, there's too many white people living in single family houses. Not enough multicultural people. And that's the reason is, is because multiculturals can't afford single family houses. This is kind of their thinking, which they can. And a lot of those neighborhoods are actually multicultural. And so yeah. they reduced single family housing permits 
from 67% down to 27% in increased multifamily complexes that accept Section 8 housing and government subsidies. And this is one of the main reasons Morgan Stanley, BlackRock, and all these companies are out there buying up all these single-family houses because their idea is to tear them down and build up multifamily complexes. And what's going to be the prerequisite for that? U.S. housing market be headed for a meltdown, warns Economist. The U.S. housing market could be on the verge of a meltdown, an economist warned following this week's release of data showing the collapse of home builder confidence in July. U.S. home builder confidence plummeted 12 points to 55 in July, according to the latest data, data from the National Association of Home Buyers Wells Fargo Housing Market Index released Monday. The sentiment has declined for seven straight months and is now at its lowest level since May 2020. Okay, so that's one thing. But you notice how nobody's talking about foreclosures. Hmm. Housing moratorium ended August 2000. We're coming up in 12 months of this. We should have we? double dipping of foreclosures. Are I'm between three and 400% now. We've got to be about 330, 350% right now, increase from last year. Now, when how, how do you want signs? What signs do you want that the United States is headed towards economic turmoil and decline. How about China has dumped over $100 billion of U.S. treasuries in the last six months? Called it. So I want everybody to think about this for a minute. The United States and Western nations are in a proxy war with Russia and basically China over basically control of the fate of this planet heading towards the new world order. Who's going to control the new world order? Um, It has started with basically supply chain, infrastructure. Um, Now it's in a sense of a kinetic war as well as financial. And both sides are going back and forth um, on this battlefield. Now, China has dumped $100 billion at U.S. Treasuries in the last six months. Why? Because what's going to happen is there's a new coalition forming on the planet. The Axis, the Axis and the Allies, right? We have NATO's Western nations, and then we have the BRICS nations who are coming into militaristic alliance with each other. And China and Russia and uh, the other BRICS nations are getting ready to make a massive move. This move is going to basically crumble Western nations in the sense of their economies, in the sense of their energy, in the sense of food, supply chain. Um, And it's going to be a war fought without ever shooting a bullet. And China knows exactly what they're doing. The World Economic Forum is basically sitting on the side as an observer waiting to just infiltrate whoever wins this battle. But it's coming. It's happening. All the signs are here. And you know what? We talked a little bit about this last night. Water wars. Los Angeles cities to deploy water police to go after people using more than their fair share. Tell me again. You left your water on the other night. Yeah. I was like, ooh, you would have been arrested. Yeah, you would have been. You would have been fined. Fined. Yeah. Listen. Water. Stock up. You know what I've been doing? I, I drink. I drink. Like, I have some 
bottled water here, but I, I fill these up upstairs in my house, right? So I have the cooler of my, my spring water, and I fill these guys up, and I throw them in the freezer. And then I pull them out, and I put them in the refrigerator. But I've been, I've been um, like, egg cartons, right? So I keep all my egg cartons. Um, any really? type, oh, yeah, any type of jar, wow. any type of jar or um, um, glass jar containers, plastic containers, I keep them all. Like, dude, I've been, like, not. Why the egg carton? Why the egg carton? Because I can go get eggs. You can also use them as planners, and there's multiple other uses that you can use egg cartons for. Um, they're easy to um, um, to ignite and start fire, so you can mix them in with kindling. You can mix them in with soil when trying to uh, grow plants and crops. They're great f- sources of fertilizer. Tons of reasons. Yep. And then my neighbor down the street's got 500 chickens. Oh. So I might have to just go grab a few of those in the middle of the night, not tell them. I might get a few. Uh, <clears throat> I might get a few. I wish I could. I mean, I, we've tried, and this, uh, the city doesn't allow it, but they're just outside oh, the city ordinance. Well, we're not allowed either, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, yeah. If if the world collapses, you know, I watched um, The Book of Eli last night, and just watching the dystopian future that they lived in something like to put that on my list. I don't think I've seen that. It's a decent movie, Um, but it's, it's about a dystopian future after a nuclear war that basically scarred the skies and let solar radiation into the planet that basically killed everybody, made everybody blind and charred the planet. But, um, and then Eli basically finds a Bible and a voice inside his head says he needs to go West and take it West. And he's blind but uh, he's blessed by God to basically he can see and he's protected and he's like a ninja, like traveling. Yeah, he's it's pretty cool. But, um, you know, it, it reminds you of like what a dystopian future will look like. And, and they played it out in this one. Water. Water was like the top dog, top commodity. Yeah, it's just real. Yep. And I'm telling you, have uh, have access to fresh water. Know, know the depth at which water runs under your house. Yeah. Our water table is 70 feet. Yep. And if, you're, if you buy land, drill the well. Drill the well. And always have that land, before you buy that land, gauge the water depth. <clears throat> if you're like looking at like 400 feet, oh, no, you're in trouble. That's going to be expensive. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, guys. What else have we been talking about here? Crews respond to fire at UNFI food distribution facility. This was right down the street from Roxy. Uh, crews are working to learn what caused the fire at the Urbana warehouse. This is another UNFI Urbana facility. This is in Urbana, um, what is it, Illinois. Um, so this is a food processing and manufacturing plant. Again. All right. So there's one. Okay, what's the next one? Well, hold on. Another massive fire at a farm supply store that sells animal feed and fertilizer. Tri-County Stockade Company on Black Road. The farm supply store sells animal feed as well as yard supplies and fertilizer. So that's two. What about the third one? Oh, well, how about the Hoover Dam? 
Something has just blown well, Folks, get your video on that. There's just been an incident here. My the, goodness, uh, something's just blown out. Explosions heard and seen at the Hoover Dam. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a dam just explode spontaneously? I, I know, right? Like, you know, but listen, this is all just coincidence, people. There's nothing going on. These aren't, you know, the the 124 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution plants that have caught on fire, the 28 various energy pipelines um, and refinery facilities, and then the Hoover Dam. You know, it's just all a coincidence. There's nothing really going on here. These aren't cyber polygon. This isn't cyber attacks on our infrastructure that's causing these things to start on fire. That's just conspiracy theory. Yeah, dude. I wonder I wonder if they've assessed the damage yet. I know there's no injuries at the dam. Yeah. Wow. They're going to come in. Oh, well, you know, it was a faulty propane tank sensor that got overloaded somehow, and we're still investigating, but it's completely accident. I think I saw someone said there was some kind of leak, and then something triggered a fire. Mm. Right. Through automated systems that are connected through the Internet of Things that are networked and accessible on a control table. And then you have, like, in Wisconsin and Illinois, people actually going out and committing the arson. Like, this is real. People are doing this. This is this is happening. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right, let's let's change topics. House votes to codify same-sex marriage, fearing Supreme Court revisiting 2015 decision. Oh, thank God. Gay people could finally get married. I know. House on Tuesday passed a bill codifying federal protections for same-sex marriage amid growing concern among lawmakers and advocates that the Supreme Court could revisit the landmark 2015 decision. After the Supreme Court's decision to nullify federal abortion protections, House Democrats are pushing to protect other rights they believe were left vulnerable following the court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. All 220 House Democrats voted in favor of the Respective Marriage Act on Tuesday, with 47 Republicans also in support. 60 votes are needed to get the act through Congress. So far, no concurrent bill has been introduced to the Senate. You know, how the hell did the Democrats get that much of a majority in Congress? It's just absolutely ridiculous. So corrupt. (laughs) This is just nonsense, too. It's like, who cares? So if I walk around with my hands behind my back, who am I imitating? <laughs> AOC or Ilhan? Yeah, a- AOC appears to have been faking getting arrested today. Let's check this out. <clears throat> Look at her smile on her face. There's no handcuffs. There's, she puts her arm up, no handcuffs, throws her hands right back behind herself. And apparently this was all staged, like... Not only staged, but planned. Members of Congress, including Ilham Omar of Minnesota, will be participating in civil disobedience at the Supreme Court, potentially including arrests shortly. Which, which means that they they were planning on getting arrested. And then look at this. Go, go ahead, Vince. That's against their ethics of what they agree to when they become representatives, right? Or, yeah, uh, Absolutely. 
The Supreme Court will not stop us even though they arrested us. We won't stop our organizing, agitating, and legislation for justice. Well, actually, isn't that a violation of uh, Title 18 of the U.S. Code right there? She's talking that the Supreme Court won't stop us even though they arrested us and won't stop our organizing, agitating. Right? Remember remember the other day they called out for... um, Going into public and and agitating these judges, yeah, that that's a violation of Title eighteen. They're inciting violence, and yeah. I think this is destabilization. It's encouraging other people to yep. follow suit and get arrested because it's cool. You get yeah. attention, you get praised. That's right. That's what I think it is. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out AOC. So you faked being handcuffed to keep lying to women. Abortion is legal up until birth in New York, but your voters can't afford groceries and crime is out of control. Desperate isn't a good look on you. Go back to your instant makeup tutorials. You're actually good at those. That was nice of her to say. Oh, yeah, I know. They're so sweet. Biden appointed U.S. attorney who dropped all charges on Colbert's crew is also the prosecutor investigating January 6th. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, can you? No, the corruption's deep and everywhere. Matthew Graves, the Biden-appointed U.S. attorney who dropped the charges on Colbert's goons, is also the prosecutor investigating January 6th. Matthew Graves also works as U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Apparently, only Trump supporters have to rot in prison for unlawfully entering the U.S. Capitol. It turns out Graves is also the prosecutor investigating January 6th. Um, as per the person responsible letters. for dropping these charges is U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, who was appointed by Joe Biden and works for the Attorney General. Turns out he's also the prosecutor investigating January 6th. Is he giving those guys the same treatment? Let's turn to Ned Ryan, American Majority founder and CEO. All right, Ned. Can you believe it? Charges dropped against the Colbert Knot. It's unbelievable hypocrisy by Graves. Uh, you're right, he is prosecuting the January 6th protesters. And, and to highlight the hypocrisy, more than 200 people uh, have been charged, have pled guilty to parading on January 6th, which is a petty offense Class B misdemeanor. Uh, even though they walked through open doors in front of police, were not asked to leave, yet Graves has actually recommended charges and sentencing of 60 to 90 days in jail. But not with Colbert. There was unlawful entry misdemeanor. It's all been dropped. It could have been up to 180 days in jail. But Graves didn't think that it was worth pursuing. Because again, Jesse, I think this highlights what I think a lot of people have started to realize, but I want to make this point. We have a bifurcated legal system here in this country in which if you have the wrong political views or the wrong political net connections, you have the book thrown at you. But if you have the right connections, uh, everything gets dropped. And it's just a shrug as you walk away. And this is a, this is a serious problem in this country because one of the fundamental, fundamental foundational aspects of our republic is the equal application of the law. We're- I agree. And so he's right. They're right. And nothing's going to change until we stand up, rise up, and fight back. Donald Trump even chimed in on this. He said, wow, prosecutors have just dropped all charges against uh, the ratings challenge Steve, uh, Colbert show staffers who entered the Capitol illegally, disregarded police warnings, wouldn't leave the premises, and were very loud and disruptive late into the evening with no security present as is mandated by law. These radical left lunatics from a failing show were treated so indifferently than the unselects 
are treating so many of our great American patriots not fair. But you know, here's the thing. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? Like, you, you can't protest the system. You can't use your voice to change the system. That's not going to happen. Obviously, your fucking vote doesn't matter. I, I think Americans are being pressed back into a corner with very few options left of what can happen. And if you want an example of what I'm talking about, go to Antifa the other day protesting for a motorcycle um, club to be shut down and the motorcycle bikers come out and beat the piss out of Antifa. These are the positions that they're putting us in. They want us to go kinetic. They want us to have a civil war. But I want want them to understand. I want the globalists, the deep state. I I want the politicians, the the, the Democrats here in the United States of, of America to understand. You're not going to get your left versus right civil war. It's not going to happen. We're going to go to the root cause of the problem. We are going to eliminate and eradicate the root cause of the problem. Take that for what you will. Okay? Yeah, it's obvious to me the best solution is just to replace the whole system and build it back up. Well, you got to get the people the out of power vote. out of there first. Of course. Right. And so you which have is to remove a, Which is possible to do lawfully. So. Which way? I, I have no... What, what's lawful way? Replacing the government. Hey, show me how. What, what lawful way? Is Constitutional there no lawful convention? way? Yeah. The states need to get off their fucking asses. The states need to stand up and say, hey, we're ending our federal charter. Goodbye. But most of the states are just as corrupt and complicit as the federal bureaucracy. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. I have a feeling. Yeah. It's going to get real ugly. Simple solution. And I think Russia and China are planning on it. Yeah. What's coming next is this shit right here. Man receives warrantless ATF visit for purchasing more than two guns at a time. What? A Delaware man's home security captured the moment two ATF agents and a Delaware state police trooper showed up at his house to verify he had he still had possession of firearms he had recently purchased. When officers arrived in the Delaware man's home, he asked how he could help them and learned the trio was assigned to a task force investigating potential straw purchases. Straw purchases when one person only buys a gun for an individual who is not allowed to obtain one. The man being questioned for the federal agency told AAN he had bought seven guns since January 2022. One agent told the citizen that ATF had to check on him because he purchased more than two firearms, adding, you've done nothing wrong. Am I doing all I'm doing is verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases, he said, pointing to a paper document, apparently showing proof of purchase. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick this is. Do you have them um, or with you by any chance? So what the hell. Yeah. So do you remember the uh, the bill that was passed, the budget bill that was passed uh, a few months ago? No. And inside of it, you had a part of uh, WAVA, uh, VAWA, which is the uh, the Women Against Gun Bill that failed in 2019. 
And what they did is they put the the the, uh, the denial of purchase act, gun owner denial of purchase act in there. Gun owners of America came out there, but they put that bill in there. And what basically what that did is that if you got denied for selling a firearm, or oh. if you got denied for buying a firearm, they would start investigating you. This is just the beginning. Now, if you buy more than one gun, they're going to come knock on your door. Hey, show me your guns. Fuck you. You've done nothing wrong. Great, then I don't need to show you anything. Get the fuck off my property. They're just keeping tabs. Eventually, one day, they're going to say, bring them to me, and we're taking them. That's it. Court rules Biden administration's collusion with social media be exposed. History is likely to record that the direction uh, that the decision by a district judge of Louisiana Tuesday allowing this, that state, along with state of Missouri, to expose the bureaucrats imposing censorship through collusion with social media marks a historic milestone victory for First Amendment. The First Amendment declares that Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, and yet bureaucrats in the executive branch often act as if the First Amendment doesn't apply to them and have, over the past months and years, worked diligently to limit, restrict, cancel, and otherwise abrogate those precious freedoms with impunity. Now, thanks to a ruling by a Trump-appointed judge, Terry Doughty, of the U.S. District Court of Western District of Louisiana Monroe Division, those bureaucratic days of hiding their identities from public view are shortly coming to an end. Within five business days after the ruling, plaintiff states Louisiana and Missouri may serve interrogatories and documents requests upon government defendants, including Joe Biden, Fauci, um, Mayorkas, um, Jen Psaki, and others, and third-party subpoenas on up to five major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, etc., seeking the identity of federal officials who have been and are communicating with social media platforms about disinformation, misinformation, malinformation, and any other censorship or suppression of speech on social media, including the nature and content of those communicators. Good. Yeah, that seems good. About time we're starting to get some wins here. Let the info out. That's right. Get the info out there. I want to know who they're collaborating with, what they were collaborating on, and what type of information that big tech gave to them. I want to see what exactly what the communications look like. Agreed. I want to see the list of names of um, of primarily Republicans and conservatives that was given to the Biden administration because that's exactly what happened. Or the, the, the information that was given directly to big tech by them saying, oh, you need to limit this and this and this. Amazon has provided ring doorbell footage to government officials on at least 11 occasions. So there you go. There, there, there's another aspect of this. Amazon is giving away your home personal information directly to law enforcement. That's why I don't have a smart home. Don't do the nope. smart home thing. No. If you have security cameras or you want them, store them locally. Go out there, spend the 400 bucks, get the, uh, the, the, the HDD, install it into your house, wire it all up. Easy peasy. Set all your notifications. It itself. Yep. Set all your notifications and alarms, hook it up to your Wi-Fi, download an app. There's multiple out there. Get the notifications on your phone. Oh, yeah. Media Matters. We know who they are. George Soros-funded Media Matters freaks out over the G word, urges Big Tech to censor 
the smears. What's the G what word? The groomer. The left-wing activist organization is urging Twitter to censor the word groomer, which it characterized as L- anti-LGBT. The term groomer, which describes an adult who befriends a child without proper boundaries in order to prime them for sexual abuse, has been used by conservatives to criticize child drag events in lessons on sexuality and gender identity targeting young children. Media Matters argued that the word is being used to smear LGBT people as sexual predators and urged Twitter to crack down on the term. How many LGBTQ whatever the hell people have been arrested for pedophilia in the this year? A lot. A lot. All of them? I bet all of them identify and- that way. I bet no, all the ones not. that were arrested identify as LGBTQIA. Yes. BCD. Yes. It's sick, dude. Yep. And speaking about Twitter, so Twitter has been given the go ahead by a federal judge to sue Elon Musk. Yeah, they're pushing the they're pushing their uh, trial sooner. Mm-hmm. Elon listen. wanted it to be next year, and they're basically siding with Twitter saying, no, Elon, you got to do it this year. They haven't set a date. Yep. But Elon, to countersue Twitter in an attempt to scrap the $44 billion buyout, Elon Musk plans to file a counter lawsuit against Twitter in the coming days. The tech billionaire's latest attempt to scrap his $44 billion agreement to buy the social network giant. Uh, Musk lawyers are angling, angling to push a Delaware court of chancery judge to grant them more time and power to gather information about bots on Twitter. Sources close to the situation said a protracted legal battle could also potentially drag down the company's stock, giving Musk more leverage to renegotiate Twitter's sale price. So this is the funny thing. Elon said he's going to buy Twitter. The left went ballistic. Mm -hmm. Twitter, Elon Musk said he's not buying Twitter, and they're pissed that Twitter is now, or they're not saying anything about Twitter forcing him to now go forward with the deal. They're just completely illogical. Yeah, they're they're irrational. (laughs) Oh, my God, Elon Musk, you can't let him buy Twitter. How, How dare you? Oh my like, God, no. he's pulling out of the deal. How, how could you let him pull out of the deal? I mean, just, I got, what the fuck is wrong with these people? You, you can't have fucking both ways, dude. <laughs> They're like, no, you already said you're going to buy it. No takesies, yeah. backsies. No takesies, backsies. <laughs> no takesies, backsies. I like that. That should be a shirt. No takesies, backsies. Elon Musk or Twitter. No takesy backsies, Twitter. <laughs> I like that one, actually. That's a good idea. <laughs> World Economic Forum promotes plan to block the sun's rays with space bustles. bubbles. Yeah, that's right. They're promoting a plan to block the sun using space bubbles. Supposedly, the comet climate change blocking the sun is a major globalist plot that Bill Gates has been involved in. The globalists managed to block the sun or dim the sun's rays. How will humanity be affected? The question that America's empty suit quilzing political leaders do not seem to be asking with any kind of urgency. Meanwhile, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum and other globalist elitists seem determined to block the sun with cartoonist villain Mr. Burns unsuccessfully tried to do in The Simpsons. The disturbing video shared by the World Economic Forum states MIT scientists say space bubbles could help reverse climate change by reflecting the sun's heat away from the earth. The video refers to the process of geoengineering. The video explains that the bubbles would be manufactured in space by robots and they would form a raft about the size of Brazil. Terrible idea. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to play their video. Fuck them. Oh. What else we got here? United Nations announces Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres have signed an agreement to accelerate Agenda 2030. Yeah. Sorry, they're on it. And, uh... This afternoon. Yep. Let's listen to this. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will sign will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. Oh, yeah, nothing to be alarmed about, you know, just some people who claim themselves to be elitist infiltrating world government and trying to set up a new world order. Eh, nothing to worry about there. They have no authority over us, but this was mm-hmm. this is this has been going on for quite a while and uh people are just letting it happen. This is they've essentially accomplished their goal because right. um they're pulling the strings. The U.N. Foreign Partnership was signed in a meeting held at the United Nations headquarters between U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres and World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman Klaus Schwab to accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The partnership identifies six areas of focus financing the 2030 Agenda, climate change, health, digital cooperation. Oh, I love that one. Digital, you know what digital cooperation is? Yeah, it's... Surveillance. (laughs) Gender equality, empowerment for women, education skills to strengthen the broad and the combined impact by building on existing and new collaborations. Okay. The whole framework can be found right here. And so digital collaboration, guys. I want I want people right there. Collaboration between the UN and the forum. Collaboration between the UN and the forum that meet the needs of the fourth industrial revolution. Right there. We'll seek to advance global analysis, dialogue, and standards for digital governance and digital inclusiveness and promote public-private partnerships to address global reskilling and lifelong learning for future requirements for work and preparing the world's 1.8 billion young people for this transition. That should scare the living shit out of you. Global reskilling. That's right. So let me read this in their terminology. Collaboration between the UN and the World Economic Forum to meet the needs of Klaus Schwab's elitist vision of a elitist-controlled dystopian world government. We'll seek to advance global analysis, global surveillance systems, dialogue and standards for digital governance, Basically, implementation of a global surveillance state utilizing injectable, wearable, and transmissible electronics. Digital inclusiveness. Everybody will fucking have one. Promote public-private partnerships. That's communism. Public-private partnerships is communism. Basically, governments sit on the boards of your companies and dictate what you do. This is China public-private partnerships, and to address global reskilling. Global we reskilling means... A new job. That's right. You remember, in, you remember the, one of the fears of communism? That uh, they were like, 
they're going to determine how educated you are. And when they do, they're going to say, oh, you're a factory worker yes. today. Yeah. That's communism. This is fucking communism. You know, I, I think someone needs to say it. These people need to be fucking eradicated from this planet. Th- that's just it. They need to be fucking gone. Like, we can't have people like that in this world that believe themselves to be above the public, above the people, and in the ability to influence governments. We can't. Fuck that. Yep. They need to be gone. Yeah, they need to be put away forever. Yep. Ukraine 20... 30. Well, what a great date to pick. Ukraine 2030. The freest and most digital country in the world without bureaucracy, but with strong tech industry. Cash, cashless and paperless. This is the future we are building. Let's look at this. Let's look eight years ahead. 2030. The history of the new Ukraine is studied all over the globe. Why? Because Ukraine became the most digital and convenient country in the world. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper money. Ukraine now has the best tax system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully, and Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence, and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian customs is fully automatic and the fastest in the world. Customs clearance and car registration can now be done in three clicks from your smartphone. Because of war and internal migration, we have built the most flexible and modern digital education. Brave military and civilians get quality treatment with modern remote monitoring and e-health systems. Ukraine also has the most effective cyber defense in the world. After the horrors of 2022, Ukraine focused on security systems. Now every production facility has its air defense system, and the sleep of Ukrainians is protected by an ultra-modern iron dome. The Ukrainian government is digital, more like an IT company in terms of the efficiency of implementing decisions. And one can register a land plot, start construction, open a business or get a license, and register a car or real estate from a smartphone automatically in one click. Ukraine is the freest and digital. This is all because international partners and the world's leading technology companies supported the Digital for Freedom initiative and united to help Ukraine recover through digitalization. Building a new Ukraine together, free and the fastest, brave and digital. It's like a fucking promotion for fucking communism. Seriously. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. Scripts have replaced... I, I want everybody to understand. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. Artificial intelligence operates the court systems. Cashless. This is exactly everything we have warned about. And isn't it interesting that Ukraine just happens to be the first one What a coincidence. On the map. Let's go on over here. Shannon1313 is celebrating a three-month sub streak. Thank you so much, Shannon. 
Uh, I already had that one. Uh, Sexy Dad 77. Hey, Sexy Dad 77. Gifted a cookie, a cookie from your favorite lesbian. Awesome. Thank you so much, my favorite lesbian. Karen Hare 7 gifted a cookie going camping. See you guys there. Awesome. I can't wait. There's going to be, I think, about 12 of us. I think we've, we've estimated. So if you got kiddos, bring your kiddos. Or my kids are going to just be playing with adults, but that's okay. We'll have fun. We'll figure some games to play with them. Uh, Awu just followed us. Thank you so much, Awu. RPG 3573 just donated two ice cream and two lemons. Thank you so much, RPG 73. Nathaniel's Barbershop gifted 511 subscriptions to the users in the channel. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. Much appreciated for all the donations. You guys are absolutely awesome. Now, the important topic to talk about. Yesterday, I was talking about... National Security and Homeland Security Presidential Directive, NSPD-51. Okay? Right. Yes. Now, such an emergency is defined as any incident, regardless of location, that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualty, damage, or disruption severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy, and government functions. Got to remember what this does. This gives the president the ability to declare martial law, suspend habeas corpus, Right. Then we saw them introducing this. This is H.R. 3550 officially declares globalist puppet Joe Biden to be a dictator inside the continental United States and the wage land, sea and air operations against the American people. We are in. This is what Alex Jones says. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of a coup. This is true. Because guess what? Under these bills that we're talking about, that they're passing, okay? I'm going to read this again and see if you catch it. Such an emergency, emergency powers, is defined as any incident regarding of, regarding, regardless of location that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualty, damage, or disruption, severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy and government functions this is happening tomorrow and happening tomorrow what is going to happen they couldn't pass it through congress so joe biden is going to call a climate emergency this week and you just said climate in that list of things so technically he could invoke this whole shebang there you go all he has to do is say that we are in the midst of a climate emergency massive drought Within the southwestern areas, massive heat waves rolling over all of Europe. Um, we are record low, you know, production, uh, supply chain. Everything that's happening right now can be granted through the authority that he was just given in this bill. So steal the election, steal all the authority, become a dictator. That's it. Same playbook as Zelensky, essentially. That's right. And what did Zelensky do right when all that happened? He got rid of the opposition party. And we were just talking about this last night and fucking today. Oh, Joe Biden's going to issue a climate emergency. There it is. Tomorrow he's expected to. Yep. The WHO is planning to keep the pandemic going for 10 years, pushing new diseases if necessary. The WHO are preparing to unleash the next infectious disease to keep the world under control until at least 2030. This is according to Marianne Koopsman, a Dutch virologist who works with the WHO. She admitted during an interview that the organization has a 10-year plan supposedly to deal with the current Wuhan coronavirus pandemic and an expected second pandemic. 
This has been the WHO's 10-year plan for some time, said Koopmans. The plan says that there will be a major infectious disease crisis. Why does the WHO have a 10-year plan announcing 10 years of pandemics? How can they know? Asked David Sorensen in the video detailing evidence that WHO is planning to keep the pandemic going until 2030. The contact Koopmans is a former member of the WHO's first team to go to China to investigate the origins of COVID-19 pandemic. She was removed from the group following reports revealing her extensive ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Independent news site National Post exposed Koopmans' role on the scientific advisory board for the Centers for Disease Control and Guangdong China. She has advised on the building of the laboratory capacity for emerging infectious disease detection in this region and has ongoing research collaboration trying to unravel emergence and the spread of viruses through the animal production chain in this region. And so, SPARS 2023. Does anybody remember this one? Yeah. There we go. Uh, where is it? There it is. There you go. SPARS pandemic 2025 to 2028. Right there. The future scenario for public health risk communicators. That would have been crazy if her name was on that paper, huh? And they're just targeting all the immunocompromised from 2020 and 2021. Yep. The following narrative comprises a futuristic scenario that illustrates communicated dilemmas concerning medical countermeasures that could uh, plausibly emerge in the not-so-distant future. It is, its purpose is to promote users, both individuals, to discuss with others. Okay. So, time frame scenario 2025 to 2028 was selected first, and then major socioeconomic, demographic, technological, environmental trends likely have, um, have emerged. The period were identified. Scenario environment. In the year 2025, the world has become simultaneously more connected yet more divided. Nearly universal access to wireless internet new technology, including internet accessing technologies, thin flexible screens that can be temporarily attached to briefcases, backpacks, and clothing, and used to stream content from the internet has provided a means for readily sharing news and information. However, many have chosen to self-restrict the sources they turn to for information, often electing to interact only with those whom they agree. This trend is increasingly isolated clicks from one and another. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to read too much into the spars, but I think you get the point. Is that an outbreak occurs. A massive pandemic ensues. And they utilize it to bring about more strict and restringent freedoms and liberties. Restricting freedoms and liberties. Yeah, and at a time where things, the supply chain we see is being crippled little by little. Yep. If people become malnourished around the world and then they have another attack on people's health, um, more and more people are going to be hurt or yep. killed. Uh, Professor Norman Fenton, uh, making sense of math, probability, and risks. Um, this guy is basically like a certified genius who looks at analytical comparison models. He says, I've been reporting on the bias of the forthcoming BBC news documentary trying to convince the unbacked to get jabbed. The more we dig, the worse it gets. Here's the experts they use to declare the vax safe for pregnant women. Um, Asama Khalil, um, in her latest view, AK is a PI of Pfizer COVID vaccination in a pregnancy trial. So she she is the one of the heads of the Pfizer COVID vaccination program that they use as an experts to say, that it's not that bad. And to put this documentary out to everybody to yeah. brainwash them. 
hey, we're going to put some information out on a documentary and the experts we're going to be using are directly from the pharmaceutical companies who developed the vaccine and they're telling us that the vaccine isn't bad. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Conflict of interest. And then this we have illegal. Yeah. And then we're in the midst of this other pandemic right here. Monkeypox concern grows as virus spreads in Chicago. We need to get loud about this. This Chica- is a weird one. Yeah, public health officials reported 173 monkeypox cases on Monday, up from 105 last week with the vaccine scarce and hard to find. Alarm is growing among doctors. You know, there's there's got to be one dude just going out there and like banging like five chicks a day. The cause well, you know those, those promiscuous gays in their orgies or the gays, this is right? Such a weird. Well, that's what they say. Well, you know right? what? Here's the problem. Remember, first it was where New York um, City. Yeah. Now it's in Chicago. And it was like 212 cases in New York City. Right? Th- th- this doesn't make any sense. You you should if, if this is coming from overseas, you should see some type of random distribution model, right? But you're not. You're seeing it concentrated within geographic areas. Why? Because this is be probably fuckery. being spread through aerosols. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, are you ready for this one? Viral threat. New COVID variant dubbed Centaurus. Already infected in 10 countries, including the UK and the US. The new COVID variant Centaurus. has arrived. Experts have given little indication of its severity. BA.2.75 nickname Centaurus was first detected as spreading rapidly in India. In its relative uh, of Omicron, the original strains, which are shown to be more mild of COVID illness, um, Centaurus is feared to be more infection than Omicron strains that have come before it. Uh, the UK has seen 18 cases to date and is among roughly 10 countries where Centaurus has been detected, right in time for the 2022 midterm elections. So how many masks do we have to wear for this one? I don't know. None. The WHO COVID triples across Europe. Hospitalizations double. Really? Are, are you sure? Because I would like to see a list of those statistics. And I would want to know one very important thing. How many of those people are vaccinated? I bet 99% of them. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is sending more military aid by the end of the week to Ukraine. Oh, thank God. I know. Thank you. Did you see that one of the um, cargo planes got blown up and uh, crashed into Italy, I believe? Was it a U.S. cargo plane? No, Ukrainian cargo Ah. plane with uh, weapons on it. Ah. I think it was Thursday or Friday. Friday. Probably shot down by a Russian satellite. Yeah, well, it was on fire and it hit the ground and continue to explode. National Security Council's John Kirby says U.S. intelligence shows that Russia intends to try to annex additional Ukrainian territory. Well, yeah, they want to save them from the globalists, from the elitist. And I, I, not that I agree with Russia or everything Russia does, but I can understand that they want to go in there and get their people and save them. Yeah, this war is really interesting, man. Yep. And so this is where this stuff gets interesting because we have the BRICS nation talks. 
Mm-hmm. According to local media, senior officials from Pakistan and China discussed the pop- possibility of extending the China-Pakistan economic corridor to Afghanistan in order to promote economic development and prosper- prosperity into the war-torn country. So if you remember, China went in and funded the Taliban roads or taking all the rare earth minerals. Right. And now they're expanding the, the CPEC, the China Pakistan uh, Pakistani economic corridor into Afghanistan, which I mean, is probably going to modernize Afghanistan. No, I'm not going to lie on this. It's probably a good thing for Afghanistan that this is happening. But why wasn't the U.S. doing these things? Why wasn't the U.S. in there making negotiations and deals for Afghanistan to modernize and get basically become part of the, the Silk Road? Well, in these areas. Trump might have if he was still in office with all the peace that he was dealing in the Middle yeah. East, but uh seems to be a different agenda with the belligerent occupation Agreed. we have now. This alliance is growing fast. Yep. Yes. Nuclear India, I guarantee they're gonna have India well, they already have India, so they have the BRICS nations. Then you're gonna have Pakistan, Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. If those four go right there, it's over. Done. I think Turkmenistan is getting involved. Yeah. It's done. All the stands. The, the world, the NATO is done. It is if you have Turkey, which would have to leave NATO, Turkey, Egypt, which has a massive military, Saudi Arabia, massive U.S. funded military. If you have those three countries move over to BRICS nations, it's done. It's a massive alliance. Done. And you just talked about that, that, uh, Cargo plane being shot down. Russia and China make stunning advances in anti-satellite drone swarms, laser weapons to win the space war. I guarantee you that cargo jet was taken out by a laser weapon. Maybe, dude. It does. Maybe. And uh, space wars. Wow. Yep. And, and the cyber war is going on. And I don't want people to think that what's happening here is just all globalist and deep state. I guarantee you there's aspects of what's happening here to our supply chain, our infrastructure, that's being done by Russia and China. But Belgium has just accused China over malicious cyber activities. Uh, they've caught them, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're calling them out on it. And this war is going to get incredibly digital here very, very shortly. Yeah, and and this article I think is indicative of we're about to see a lot of space attacks. Mm-hmm. They've had this technology, okay, guys. A lot of yeah. countries have this technology, um, but we started seeing shit fall to the sky two years ago. I think they're kind of covering their bases now. Oh, in twenty twenty two, things advance super quickly. Yep, that's what they're gonna say when shit starts falling out of the sky. Iranian leader favors strengthening long term cooperation with Russia. So now you have Iran in that mix. So think about this is if you take, what do we got here? We got Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Pakistan, um, I already said Egypt, Iran. That would be the BRICS alliance. Yeah, I think that's like 3 billion people. I could be wrong. It's it's about 4.2 billion if you add Iran and the other countries in. It's three point eight billion right now represented. And then you get stuff like this. Citing recruiting woes, army will shed up to twenty eight thousand troops in the next year. They can't get people to join. I they can't why. get jo- people to join. This is the end. 
my only friend. It's the end of the world as we know it. AZ Jim 320 is celebrating a 10-month subscreen. Thank you so much, AZ Jim. As a reminder tonight, guys, the After Dark chat is starting in one hour and 20 minutes from now. Um, that will be on uh, socialredpill.com. Don't forget to visit our sponsors, Dr. Kirk Elliott. He'll be on uh, Dark Delight with me tomorrow morning. Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. economic advisor, is getting you that gold and silver that you need. Getgoldtoday.com. If you go to my pillow, please, please use that promo code RPP, Romeo, papa, papa, as well as if you are going to go supply up, stock up for the pending dystopian future my patriot supply redpills.tv slash patriot guys that's all we have for you tonight uh I, we went through that fast but it was a lot of stuff but uh much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care keep your chin up don't worry there's good people out there in the world and i'm sure people like you and me are going to rise up to the occasion very very soon to take back our country have a great night much love respect good night